It's Monday, October 30th, 2017. Monday Night Raw, Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Mr. Raj Geary. Raj, how's it going, man? Good. How about yourself? Doing okay, man. That was an interesting pre-Halloween Raw build-up to Survivor Series. Three weeks away. Oh, it feels like a lifetime. So much happened tonight in such a crazy fashion. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of all over the place, but had a bunch of returns tonight. Uh, you know, some some big ones, some not so big. Uh, no Bray Wyatt, who was at the show. Um, oh, interesting. But yeah, they didn't use him. But Bo Dallas was back. JoJo was back ring announcing. Um, yeah. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. That was, the biggest, that was the big one. Nia Jax. Uh, Ron Strowman, even though that doesn't really count. Um, but yeah. Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon is back. And true Stephanie form, dressing somebody down. This time it's Kurt Angle. <laughs> She just seems so. I know. I know it's a character, but she just seems so into it. She must have inherited that from Vince. You could see that sort of sparkle when she's doing that character. You know. Yeah, but Vince wasn't so much. Vince wasn't like, you know, in his heyday, he would get his a lot of times. That's whereas true. Stephanie rarely ever gets hers. You know, just maybe at Mania with a quick spot, but that's about it. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. She doesn't go as far as Vince, though. You know, I don't think Stephanie's literally had someone kiss her ass on TV. Right. Well, that's a that's a lot. Of, is just the the changing of the content too. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, yeah. she'd do something similar if she could. Yeah. Seriously. Um. So tonight. Oh man. Started off Kurt Angle out there responding to Under Siege from last week, interrupted by Stephanie, who uh, made him the captain. For the Raw team at Survivor Series, jobs on the line, stakes are high. So it's probably going to be Team Kurt versus Team Shane. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think that's that is what it is. So uh, Team Kurt is looking like it's going to be uh, one second. Uh, Roman Reigns, I think Samoa Joe. Mm. Um, I think PW Insider had reported it earlier. Yeah, yeah. Finn uh, Balor, Finn Balor, Braun Strowman. And Roman Reigns. So that seems wrong because I thought they were doing Kane and Braun Strowman. Uh, but again, Shane McMahon, AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, and Shinsuke Nakamura. So SmackDown's going to lose the main Survivor Series men's match. Well, I don't know because <laughs> do you have them lose the main Survivor Series match and the world title match? You know, and the world title match. But maybe they win the women's. Yeah, but that's and uh, there's no, the really women's, just the women's, only the women's. Match. <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, but um, the Usos yeah, should I... win the tag match, but that's what's that? Good. The Usos should win the tag match. Yeah, um, but you know, all those matches really don't matter. Um, you know, I th- I'm sure they'll do a thing where uh, SmackDown wins more matches than Raw, but Raw wins the bigger matches. But uh, I don't know if they. They give him both of those big ones? I don't know. Yeah. So we should probably talk about the big news. I'm sure it's on uh, everyone's mind. I, in fact, I was actually surprised, legit surprised by the amount of social media that's generated. What happened yesterday with the WWE releasing Emma, Summer Rae, and Darren Young. Now, the latter two, many people would say they saw coming, giving that we haven't really seen them on TV in quite some time. Darren just started doing house shows again about six weeks ago. Uh, but Emma, after her relatively strong showing and losing to Asuka twice, 
getting her first pay-per-view singles match at WWE TLC just released. Have you heard anything about this? Yeah, that, that was the that was the surprising one. Uh Darren Young, it's you know, he was just at WWE night the night before at the Clippers game on That's Saturday right. night. So um I think it's clear he didn't see it coming. I I get the feeling Summer Ray did. Um she's been tweeting stuff and posting messages for a while where it sounds like uh, sh- sh- you know, her career is over or, or her WWE career for now. Yeah. Like there was uh, one time she was replying to Sasha Banks. You know, there was someone posted a, a video of, of Sasha and Summer was like, oh, I, I always wish we could have had a program together and stuff like that. So I think she saw it coming. Um, that one wasn't a surprise. Darren Young, you know, he, he got them a lot of good PR and he does a lot yeah. of their, you know, anti-bullying stuff. So I was, I was a little surprised with that one as well. You know, it was uh, interesting at the house shows, the live events I went to, he was on the heel team. Yeah. Those live events, which is kind of weird. Yeah. I think they were just putting him wherever they needed a spot, you know, <laughs> yeah. somebody to fill in. But uh, Emma, Emma was surprising because she, you know, had been getting a push, you know, was really competitive with Oscar in those two matches. Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, really was probably taking the majority of, both those matches and just to be gone uh you know we'll keep keep an eye on it there, I don't, if there's more to it or not but um we'll see yeah i'm trying to think when's the last time they cut somebody right after this much tv time um i mean they they've done it uh you know they i'm trying to think when was the last time they had a a bunch of releases it's been a while yeah uh, I'm trying to think like uh, Bull got cut from NXT after having they did matches taped coming up and after right. a pay-per-view match. But I'm trying to think the last one main roster. It's been a while. Normally it's kind of the people like, oh, well, that makes sense. They haven't been on TV in a while or oh, we haven't seen them in a bit. Yeah. I mean, there was, was it last, when was Cody released? Was that last year? I thought Cody asked for his. Uh, You're right. He asked for it, but yeah. it was because it was around that time. Like Barrett was released. Um, and I, I think he had asked for it too. There, there were a bunch in that period as well. Yeah. And um, I'm forgetting some of the others that were released. If anyone is, anyone in the uh, the chat, remember, please let us know. Sandow uh, got released after having, he had one of those jobber entrance raw segments where he was in the ring and then someone got attacked, so the match never happened. Yeah, he wasn't doing anything guy. when he was yeah. released. Yeah, so. it was pretty uh, bottom of the barrel, but. That being said, I mean, with Emma, I'm going to love to know more of that full story uh, because I think it's actually remarkable for it to happen for someone that it seemed like they were going out of their way, not to protect, but to be more careful with in her defeat in recent weeks. Yeah, it was really, really odd. Yeah, and tonight, look what they did with Asuka. I mean... Yeah, that's what they should have done from the beginning. How much more effective was this than, you know, her previous two appearances? How much does Dana Brooke just have to be sitting in the back dumbfounded now? Just like, really? Just like nothing? I, I, I wonder if she's just happy to have a job right now. And that would be cold hearted if they released her right now, you know, after her boyfriend oh, passed away yeah. and everything. So, you yeah. know, I wonder, and this is probably is a larger thing that we haven't talked about because I guess the news broke last week. So the WWE last week, most pro- what was the most profitable quarter they've ever had? Yeah, yeah, they've cut, I mean, they've cut expenses a lot, you know, a lot of the shows that they had planned to do, you know, another season of Edge and Christian. Uh, So yeah, they, you know, they're doing, 
they're doing well money wise. So, which is weird because you think now compared to Attitude Era, now compared to all these other times in the past, profitability now at an all time high. Well, the Attitude Era, you know, they weren't public for a lot of those years. They, they didn't go public into the 2000s. And also, they just didn't know how to, they didn't make the money they were making off of TV deals back then, yeah. you know, that they are making now. But pay-per-view is way higher, obviously. I mean, you know, higher than what the network is now um, as far as profits. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, just a different time. So you got to figure Pyro, they're saving a couple grand each week. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. But, off. but not producing those shows, uh, I think, helps a lot because it costs a lot to produce Holy Foley and Edge and Christian. Oh, I'm sure. A lot of those shows. So, so yeah. Yeah. And then just scaling back and. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a weird I mean, they're a well run business, you know? Um, God, don't you wish you would have bought the stock when it was down at like 12 bucks two years ago? <laughs> What's it out like now? Like 25 th- or something? No, it was like up, I think it was up over 30 when they announced this news last week. Like it was a oh, it big, dipped. big it, deal. It, it fell like 3% today. Yeah. Still, though, man, I mean, that's actually really nuts to think about it now because this doesn't feel like the, the good times of the WWE. I think I feel like some interesting stuff is happening, but I don't know that this will be an era that's looked back upon with nostalgic fondness. Yeah, I think a lot of it, too, is you have your hardcore fan base that's paying a lot more now. You know, they're paying a lot more for tickets. They're paying yeah. a lot more for WrestleMania, uh, y- you know. Um, so they're, they're making a lot more per fan uh, than I think they used to. Yeah, it's absurd. I mean, what, what was the average ticket price in the U.S.? What was it up to like 55 bucks or something like that? Yeah, something, something like that. And yeah. overseas, it's like $100 plus U.S. equivalent. Yeah, so you could do these smaller crowds and just as, as long as you're, you know, sucking that money out of each one, it, uh, it, it's doing well. I mean, they're, they're up from this quarter last year. Uh, network subs are kind of... They're kind of flat. They were up four yeah. percent from you know this the same increase last year, so I think they're kind of topped out on network subs. So um, now it's just trying to get a new TV deal. Their TV deals are up in two. What was it? Twenty nineteen, uh, I thought. Twenty nineteen. They're going to start negotiating in twenty eighteen, though. Mm, gotcha. Um, yeah, man. I'll tell you, the pay per view ticket prices are insane. I spent stupid money on wrestling stuff. You know, I mean, we buy, I mean, we've talked about before, I buy merch, the wife and I will travel, we'll do these road trips, but we've figured it out that like pay-per-views and TV tapings almost aren't worth going to, you know, it's like for the price of the tickets, the house show is a much better bang for your buck value. Yeah. But then again, you also know you're not seeing anything important at a house show. Uh, TV though, but the problem with TV is some weeks you don't even see the people that you want to see because they're not in a storyline. So it's, I think it's a balance, you know, can be, um, you know, the TV, you get like, you're more likely to get surprises and things That's like that. But it is, it is always odd when you go to the TV tapings and they're just standing in the ring for the commercial, you know, and their music <laughs> stops and it starts playing again when they're back from commercial. They and don't just leave now. it playing. They yeah. stop it and then put it back on. And look at now we're seeing like last week with uh, hashtag under siege, all this stuff that's being produced backstage shot during the middle of the day just, you know, rolling tape on these segments that are going on. Like at a live event, I would actually be kind of pissed where it's like, okay, we're just standing around here. You know, yeah. yeah. Well, this is happening. I mean, so yeah, you're not really there for something historic. You're there to, I guess, watch the debut of something yeah. historic. And um, you're pretty much seeing the same show. You know, they're doing that same show every night. So you're just seeing yeah. a, a, a very, you know, 
a variation of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, tonight they were also talking about Raw's 25th anniversary in January going to be happening at two venues in New York. So that was a big announcement early on in the show. What's, the, what's the scoop on this? How are they going to do the dual venue thing? Um, I don't know. Um, Barclays they, and Manhattan Center. Barclays and Manhattan Center. Manhattan Center where the, um, original Raw debuted. Uh, Matt Morgan will be jumping on here in just a couple minutes, guys, for, for those of you asking. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Bret Hart apparently is going to be there, too. Wow. Um, or he, he's featured in, like, the, the promos. Uh, Ric Flair, Mick Foley, in addition to Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and uh, uh, Kevin Nash, yeah. And Shawn Michaels and, and uh, Undertaker were on the very first Raw, so... Yeah, man, talk about, you know, talk about that career. It's crazy. 25 oh, no, years. I'm, we were talking about before the show, saying, you know, the wife and I were thinking about, oh, maybe we'll go to Mania again this year. But then I was hearing about the Raw anniversary, and that almost sounds like a more fun trip. I mean, going out for that night sounds like it's going to be. Really yeah, I'd love to go to the Manhattan Center for sure, you know, yeah. like where it, where, it all, where it all started. Yeah, I got it. I mean, that's going to be a packed show. I'm sure that will be. Uh, just nothing but yeah remember raw 1000 oh they do such a good job with all of these you know yeah i mean it's all nostalgia based there wasn't much that stuck but it was a lot of fun yeah so uh they announced that tonight tickets go on sale i think they said this sunday for the raw 25th anniversary although i like it was weird how they kept phrasing it i know what they were wanting to say longest running weekly episodic tv series but then they started talking about being older then and says older than the Simpsons and things like that. Where I was just like, no, this is factually wrong. Right. <laughs> you were getting a lot of these details wrong, Corey Graves. Right. Simpsons started in the late 80s. Yeah. yeah. No, I was looking it up. And then you look, go even further and you go like, well, meet the press has been going since the 40s. Days uh, of like, our lives and yeah. soap operas. Yeah. 60 Minutes, Saturday Night Live, The Tonight Show. I right. mean, I get what they're saying about continuous. Like a but, weekly show. Yeah. But there's not many weekly shows that are year-round anyway. Yeah, yeah and th- in that case, Meet the Press is probably the only thing giving it a run for its money. Um, that's a, then that's some, you know Monday Night Football. You know, oh, yeah, that's true. And, that's true. Uh, yeah, so, yeah I, I think, look, kudos to, to Vince McMahon, the WWE, and Monday Night Raw. But let's not, let's not you know, put too long of a tail on that kite with the accomplishment. Like, just own it for what it is, continuous, weekly, which is good, you know? Yeah. We don't say that and make it seem like you've been on the air longer than Cops, which is still running, I checked. It just moved to Spike. Really? First run? Yeah, Cops is still doing new episodes since 89. Jeez. Yeah, crazy. But no, uh, congrats to Raw. That is awesome that we're going to have that anniversary show in January. Um, Snide Jacks back tonight. How much, uh, I mean, do you think the, the rumors and all the chatter is true that she took off because uh, The Rock advised her to? She I was unhappy with her stories? I don't think so. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm pretty positive that it's. it sounds like it was just a nagging back injury and she just needed a little time off. And that it was granted, and that was always the plan for her to be gone until this week. So I, it just, yeah, the other stories just don't, it doesn't make sense. The Rock, I could not see him telling <laughs> His cousin, who's been in WWE for a year, you know, to to walk away. He's not he's not that dumb. Do you think The Rock has time for all of his cousins that are in the WWE? 
just <laughs> gotta, you know, at a certain point be like, Hey guys, right. There's only so much advice I could give. Right. Yeah, exactly. So no, I, uh, so yeah, I don't buy that one. <laughs> um, but no, Naya, uh, dominated Bailey tonight. I don't know what they're doing with her, man. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, they've been doing it. I know <laughs> whatever it is they're doing there. They've been, they're doing it. I uh, loved the Alicia Fox coming out as the captain though, kicking up the crazy and doing, uh, her whole shtick. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if it sticks. I, I mean, they obviously like her in creative. They give her these recurrent roles that are somewhat prominent again and again. Yeah. And also, um, did we already get that backstage segment with Bo Dallas being back? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Bo Dallas is back. Yes. So, no uh, mention of so him well. being gone. <laughs> you know, they're just like, here he is. How, how much do you think the average fan noticed? He got a little pop when they showed him. Yeah. So enough people. Yeah. I like Bo. Oh, yeah. I think he's got, you know, with his, the way he's doing his hair and his getup now, he looks more like a star than he did before. So this has helped him and Curtis compared to where they've been probably since uh, Social Outcasts, you know. To an extent. Yeah. To an extent. They're, they're on TV every week, but they're portrayed as job guys i mean people don't see them as anything more yeah at least the social outcasts had their own merch i'm just saying yeah. garage doesn't have its own shirt you know right um oh man so yeah bo's back they did uh, address the viral infection as they referred to it with what's keeping roman and uh bray out still yeah so they're they're, they're mentioning it now so that's i mean i guess they mentioned it the last couple of weeks yeah, uh, I want to put this off till Matt hops on here because I want to talk about Samoa Joe's return. But yeah, man. Roman is out um, next week. He's he's off the European tour, but he's slated to be back the week after that. Oh, so two weeks from tonight. Speaking of which, didn't someone figure out there's like one week where it makes sense for SmackDown or for Raw to invade SmackDown because of the touring schedule? Yeah, so it wouldn't be next week. Yeah. Um, it, it, this week didn't work because the, the guys are he heading out for Europe. Um, next week they're in Europe. Next week they're in Europe and they're SmackDown both running is, shows. Yeah, they're both running shows. So the week after, would that be the go home? I think maybe it would. Let's see. I mean, you would think it would be the go home show just because. Uh, just yeah, because. Have you, to you want a big show. angle. What's that? Yeah, go home show, and I'm calling it right now. We don't see Roman until he comes and stops the invasion on that show. I think mm. that's how you do a powerful Roman return is you have him come out of the back. Well, he's, he's slated to come back on the November, hold on one second, the 14th, is that right? Or that's 13th? The that's the go-home show. That's the go-home? Okay, yeah. So then, yeah, that would be it. So he, he would appear on that SmackDown then. Yeah, or he or SmackDown tries it again. He uh he does something pivotal role surprise yeah. return. I think they got um let me double check that but I think they got a house show that night um of, of the raw go home show so I think it would have to be the SmackDown go home. Well, that makes sense. Uh, let's see the thirteenth. Yep, they have. Let's see here. They got Raw in Atlanta. Oh no, they don't. They don't have a show that night. Yeah. So yeah, the, the, they could do they could do another SmackDown invasion, or they do a Raw 
you know, Rob infiltrating SmackDown the following <laughs> night. Oh man, the Daniel Bryan thing tonight. Just uh, <laughs> uh hey, you know, he got carried out a stretcher. It's like he had a match. Yeah, it's like in a way it was his first bump, but it wasn't. <laughs> Could you imagine backstage over the floor was just all like foam padding and like trampolines? Yeah. No, they didn't even do that. They just made a sound. So yeah, that's, that's he, he, they just turned out the light. No, I'm saying just in case he fell, just in case something went wrong. No, no. I, I, they, yeah. <laughs> or it's like a trust fall. Stage hands were off there, like, well, can't even <laughs> our arms, you know? No, they never even got that far because yeah. all that was shown was uh, Kane grabbing him. That was it. Yeah. So, oh, man. <sighs> Tonight, I mean, it was really kind of an absurd raw. And it's funny that they had the Halloween influence. I almost wish they would have dubbed Tonight and Tomorrow, just brought back Halloween Havoc as a name and just done two random ass shows similar to the Halloween match they had tonight because it, it had this weird feeling tonight of just so much crazy stuff happening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they could bring the Halloween Havoc name for just Raw on, you know, the Halloween episode of Raw, but... I don't know. The Halloween stuff also kind of kills the show, man. That, that tr- <laughs> tricker street or whatever, tricker street fight, that was just brutal. Poor Gallus and Anderson. That's the second year in a row they had to do that. But not as Chad too bad and Tex Ferguson. Right. But, uh, you know, the crowd wasn't even into that. Okay, so what was up with the crowd tonight? We could talk about that before Matt's here for a second. Baltimore. Like, you really came off as bastard people this evening. Why is that? Well, the what chance with Kurt Angle in the opening oh, yeah. goddamn segment. It's the yeah. opening of the show. This is how you want to start things? Yeah. You know, I mean, they were kind of dull for parts. They got rowdy. They're chanting CM Punk during the women's title match in the main event. Yeah. No, they like to... Like crowds nowadays, especially the bigger cities, they like to be smart asses. So, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it didn't um, seem good-spirited, though. It no, it, kinda... it takes away from the whole thing. Yeah, it was really, I, I feel like that also uh, derailed the show a bit, but you're talking about the crowd not popping for that Halloween match. I feel like that literally, yes, it was stupid, but it was sort of a gimme for the IWC and the people that love Southpaw and just that are fan of the WWE having a little fun with themselves, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, let's just keep going and yeah, if Matt comes so, back we can you know because cool, Matt man. as uh, everyone knows is running for office so his, his schedule is kind of crazy uh, this week and next so um, so yeah so and hopefully it should be back to normal uh, within in a few weeks we'll yeah. see um, Samoa Joe versus Paul Cruz so Samoa Joe came out tonight right at the end of the women's match what I mean, what do you think when they do that little overlap tonight they did a lot of that Sort of like we're finishing one thing now. The next guy just starts walking out. Yeah. Um, so wait, Samoa Joe. Who did he squash again? Uh, Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz. And then Titus. So that was kind of like. It's kind of he... like what happened with uh, Elias, where Elias beat Apollo and then attacked Titus. So I'm guessing it probably leads to Samoa Joe and Titus next week. Isn't this why we have Kurt Hawkins on the roster? Like he was on main. He was on main event tonight. So can't wrestle. Can't do that twice. No, apparently not. It's <laughs> been a minute in the ring, you know. Um, I mean, I feel bad for Apollo. Apollo is a star. With Titus, they've they've actually kind of had a little bit of momentum with this whole thing. I mean, it, not in recent weeks, but I feel like it was picking up a little steam with getting Akira Tozawa involved in the Titus brand, and they just do stuff like this. And I don't think this does either of them any favors to have. Uh, 
any of the three. It's even Samoa Joe. He needs to be at a higher level. This is like Finn coming back to face Bray Wyatt. It's just kind of beneath him. Yeah. At this point. Mr. Matt Morgan. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, loud and clear. Uh, sorry. This link wasn't working. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry. Where are you guys at? Samoa Joe, man. Talking about yeah. Samoa Joe and Apollo. <laughs> as soon as Apollo came out, did you hear everyone's reaction? Land being led to the slaughter. Um, yeah. Dude, Joe sounded like such a badass tonight, didn't he? It was it was a good promo. Um, it, it's it, it seemed odd to me that he would care if fans were contacting him or not. <laughs> <You know>? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> somebody sent a card. You know, somebody sent a card. <laughs> right. yeah, that that's a case. So this is his first night back, and this was. Uh, him not being there for a while and actually listening to some of the script, I guarantee you that he doesn't talk like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, he, he was he, he looked good. Um, and yeah, it, it's he's a difference maker. Yeah, I thought it added a lot to the show him being on. Um, after that, we had Matt Hardy versus The Miz. For the I, uh, Intercontinental Matt, Championship. Matt looks so broken down, doesn't he? <laughs> like, even when he's trying to warm up in the ring, bouncing around, it's, something is very off with him. I don't know what his injury is, but he's definitely hurt. Yeah. Yeah, he look, he, look, he doesn't look good. When it's time for him to run or hit the ropes, it's, it looks like he's, it's, it's hard for him. Which like is he's, weird. He's not that old. No, it's, it's not from that. It's from, I have yeah. a feeling it's just some sort of injury. Yeah. Yeah, he's 43. Um, so yeah, which I'm 42, so to me it's not that old. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I think uh, he just he just he just looks off. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you're probably right, Matt. It might be an injury or something. But. It's like his hip or something on his leg. I don't know what it is, but you could see it. It's it's very weird. It's noticeable. Yeah, and I, I don't know if it's his haircut or something, but he his, he just looks older than like a, he's losing a month ago. He's, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, he's, is he working house shows? Yeah, yeah. yeah so so. He's on he's on full the full loop. That that is a very very demanding schedule. Good lord, think about all the years he's had it made where he can just come and go as he wants, and then he did a lot of years like that, and now he's back at full time WWE. That's hard. Yeah, it was hard for me coming back to TNA and just working one weekend every three weeks. I'll be honest, like uh, to get back in ring shape, man. I was uh, I was worried about like not that I get a heart attack or something, but <laughs> I, I felt like different than just getting dizzy when being blowed up. I, I had a different feeling altogether, and it was it was scary because I'm like, is is this what a heart attack feels like? <laughs> and I'm just not recognize it. I mean, I'm in great shape and everything, but you're you're never in great ring shape. It's a big difference. Yeah. Um, you know, but even that was hard. I'll be honest. I was hard to get back in shape for that. I can't imagine getting back in WWE shape. Yeah. And, and, and I take that back. He hasn't been working live events in a while. So uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. It's crazy, man. Um, I dug the match. I thought they, it was weird when they do something like that, where they give him every indication that Matt's going to win this. And then the Miz keeps kicking out, but I kind of, kind of like that though. Yeah, I like that too. Because I think, think going into it, you think there's no chance of Matt winning it, and then no. they make you believe that he could. So, 
That's Miz. That's Miz. Miz doesn't get enough credit, man. He's improved so much. He actually made Matt Hardy tonight, which I can't believe I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's usually the other way around. Matt makes everybody else. Yeah. You know. Wait, tonight's, wait. Can, I, can I just say tonight's entire show sucked ass? Right, <laughs> the whole show blew. It sucked. It was really weird. It was a but, weird, weird show. No. I can't wait I mean, to get to Braun Strowman's return, by the way, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alexa Bliss backstage talking to Kurt. I'm just calling out the segment because I thought she had the line of the night saying they could dig up Mae Young if they need another woman. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was fun. That was surprising. <laughs> um, but then uh, – I'm oh, sorry? No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, then uh, Asuka versus Stacey Cullen – Having the type of match we assumed Emma was going to have. Yes. Yeah. This is what they've done wrong. Dude, if they knew they were releasing Emma, what the fuck? She's my right. I can't say that on the show. I'm so sorry. No, um, go ahead. Sorry to all the fans and kids watching. But seriously, what the hell are they thinking? What are you idiots doing? This is the exact – they make this mistake with everybody. With all these badasses that are like undefeated or like, like Joe when he was in NXT and they brought him up. Bailey, who's not a badass but was nasty, was really, really good. They brought her up. They did the same exact thing. Uh, Nakamura, same thing, splitting with Dolph. They, they're, they're idiots, and they do not learn their damn lessons when, when they have an opportunity to make a star. You do it right out of the gates. What they did with Asuka tonight is what they should have done right off, right out of the gates with her. You know, with, with whomever she was in the ring with. I don't care if it was one of their top acts. That's how she needs to be booked. She looked phenomenal tonight. Like, I was watching it with my wife, and she was like, holy crap, is she stiff. I'm like, she's pretty safe, actually. Like, she, if you really watch it, you pause her stuff. She is that good. Yeah, I think if if you're not familiar with her in NXT or you didn't watch it, and then you just watched her matches with Emma, you'd be like, what was that? That's it? That's all the hype for that? And then you see tonight, and then it makes sense. You know, you're like, oh, she, do, you know, she does come across as special. So, I mean, I said the exact same thing earlier uh, when we first went on the air. I said, this is what they should have done from with Asuka right at the beginning. They you know, they kind of blew that first impression chance. But, yes, they did. But at least you can, you know, you keep doing this for a yes. little while and you, you'll make up for it. Right. 100% right. And the other thing is, I was going to say is, um, oh, damn it. I already forgot my train of thought. As, uh, what was it? That, that she, I don't know what it was. I think that if she continues to be booked like this, you know what I mean? If they keep doing this with her, she's like, we know she's going to be a big star no matter what. But it's like they've got to continue this type of booking. You know, they don't learn their lessons. That's what I was going to say. They don't learn their lesson. Like, when are they going to look at other act and go, okay, we dropped, like, Bailey, we dropped the ball huge here. Or or, or Nakamura, like, we really dropped the ball here by, by how we debuted them. They don't they don't learn from mistakes they just made, like, weeks ago. No. I mean, look like, already. They watch show? Right. I mean, Asuka, Bobby Roode. Uh, I mean, there's. Oh, Bobby so, Roode, yeah. You know, a lot of examples of it. Ugh. Yep. So that was good. We'll see who Oscar beats up next week. Oh, they better pay that girl extra. Like when you're an independent worker and you work a dark match, you get like a squash match like that. They give like when I'd work one and I and I'd like annihilate them and they'd like let me do a couple stiff move, a couple stiff moves to the talent. Um, and see if the talent was okay with doing it before we we began going over our match. They'd get it. They'd throw them an extra couple hundred bucks. Hmm. And I hope. They took care of this. Was it Cohen? Yeah. I hope they took care of her tonight because she took an ass whipping. She really did. She got stiffed bunches of times in that match. 
Yeah. But it, but it worked. It told a great story, and I got to give that girl credit for saying, oh, you know what? I'll go in there. I'll get an ass whooping by her. Not many girls would be able to take that. So whoever she is, you know, I give her props. Nobody ever, we never talk about the, 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 the enhancement talent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I got to give someone like that props because she got tore up. Like she's going to feel that in the morning. Yeah. And so that was Stacy Cutter. She is a student at Kurt Hawkins wrestling school. <laughs> good, 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 good training there, Hawkins. She's, she's, she's a badass. So I her, give her credit. Her student, his student was on Raw, but he was on main event. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah, uh, I want to see Oscar run through Kurt Hawkins one week uh, while they keep building her up. Um, so yeah, Kurt Angle backstage checking his phone, freaking out. Smackdown's invading again, but no, it's just uh, Daniel Bryan <laughs> coming to smooth things over. Um, Dude, Kurt's was, promos have been off. They've been so freaking <laughs> off, and, and and I don't like him in this whole. Like, he would never sit there and let Stephanie McMahon talk to him like that. You know what I mean? It just doesn't jibe with the character. Yeah. I know, maybe it's like, okay, maybe nobody, maybe they're going with this is the new Kurt Angle and like the, the WWE fans, I guess, are being insulted and in that they don't know who the, you know, the original Kurt Angle is and this is like a new character to a lot of new fans. It's the only thinking I, logic I could think of when they're booking him to be like this because th this is one of the most legitimate badasses on your roster. I don't care if it's a GM or not. You've got to make, these storylines jive i get so dis uh, what's the word disconnected mm. with a lot of his promos not just because his promos are a little bit off but you can tell he's like why am i saying this why am i talking like this i would never talk like this you know you sense it when, when, when i'm watching him struggle through promos yeah i don't know if it's the the system like he's just not used to doing the overly structured scripted promos or or what it is but he his promos haven't seemed right since he's been back. There's something off. I don't know what it is. And he's a strong promo. Let's go back and watch some impact, you know, before before he came over, before he left and went to WWE. His promos were just as strong as they ever were. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. Yeah. I can't believe we're even talking about it. That's how good of a promo I always thought he was. And he is. Yeah. yeah. You guys have an iPhone? Yeah. Yeah. So the one thing that was bugging me when they kept showing Daniel Bryan on his phone is it's 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 this screen when you're dialing, you know, yeah. like yeah. it's not like you're on the phone. No. Young bucks do that all the time on purpose on their show that you can watch uh, being the elite <laughs> on YouTube. They do it all the time. They like purposely have it like on like weird screens if you pay attention. <laughs> then they're talking to somebody, but they're not. Yeah, so, uh, got attacked by Kane and uh, in kayfabe <laughs> choke slammed. What do you mean? Well, I mean, he didn't really get. We saw the Kane uh, move, but you know, I mean, Daniel Bryan did not take a bump tonight. Oh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we saw he was being stretchered out, so you know, you would think. But uh, I, yeah. I don't know. Not the continuity, perhaps. Um, I like that they use Daniel Bryan, but I just felt like this wasn't the most effective way to use him. Yeah, Kurt Angle and, and, and Daniel Bryan for the first time, you know, on screen together. They both were putting weird pieces. Like, we want to see these two work each other. Yeah, or get heated. Like, you know, have have Kurt Angle keep going at Daniel Bryan until finally Daniel Bryan gets pissed and gets back going at him. And, you know, yeah. something where it, yeah. it's, it seems more organic than Daniel Bryan going there to get yelled at. He should have just called. Finn Balor versus Cesaro. You didn't like this match? No, no, I did. I actually, I would say that anything I liked. This is something that I mean, 
was better than tonight's episode. Um, the only thing I didn't like, I thought the match was great. It's just mm-hmm. a long match when you know the ending. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know he's gonna. But that's when I, I okay, maybe it's mid the worker. I mean, I could put, I could turn my brain off for this match and just watch it for the match and the work itself and the psychology. Even though I know for sure, you know, Finn's gonna win. Let's say. You know what I mean? Like it's like whenever Seth Rollins wrestles or KO wrestles, I always know they're going to go over generally, nine out of ten times. But I, I do know I'm going to be entertained in that match, and I watch it. I think maybe from a worker's perspective and not so much a fan's perspective. I don't know. I'm always entertained by it, like that type of match setup, though. And it, it's another example of how underrated, like Sheamus and Cesaro together are. Like what a great utility match that was tonight for them to be able to just step in and throw one half of their tag team in there and have the match of the night. You know, they can do that any night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After we had uh, more interaction between... Oh. I'm sorry? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so Finn won, and then after we had more interaction between Finn and Kane. Um, I'm sorry, what's with the cheesiness of the digital effect of the grass, glass uh, cracking tonight? And mm. that they did it twice. They did it with Finn, and they did it with uh, the Miz. Miz. Yeah, when they were slammed down on the LED uh, and the LED had the glass crack. Uh, no, it's a there. short. It's a short. They act like there's an electrical short happening. There was a spiderweb pattern that was not there uh, before tonight that happened right after where Finn's head hit. Oh, that's different than Miz's. Miz's blinked on and off, I remember. Yeah. No, that's no, I like cool. when they do the blinking because that's, yeah. that's accurate. But it's funny yeah. when they try and make this digital glass. Um, but with Kane, though, uh, getting the better of Finn, and then Kane proceeding to beat Seth Rollins in the next match. Um, I mean, this is the strongest Kane's looked in forever. I love Glenn. I do. I just don't, I don't, I don't buy him in this position anymore. Mm. I don't, it's hard for me, even though he's bigger than everybody else. And you think it makes sense. I just, we've seen it and then it gets taken away from us and he comes back as corporate Kane. And then it's just the same old crap. I don't know. I, I don't like seeing them beat people like, like our young, our young, main eventers like a Seth Rollins, you know, or a Dean or somebody like that. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't like how, cause you didn't have to do that to Finn either. He just lost clean last week. And then to just have him punked out a second week in a row when it was when he was going to the back anyway, you could easily not have done it since Kane's, you know, taking out Daniel Bryan anyway. And, you know, beating Seth Rollins, you already got enough momentum on Kane that you don't have to hurt Finn in the process. So I don't know if that segment did more to help Kane or hurt Finn. And I, I felt more, like it it's, it's, it's more, it's, it's more, well, well yeah, like it's, if, as a Finn fan, we, we see that, but their overall picture is to continue to build Kane so he can, he can job for, uh, you know, what's his name? Strowman eventually. Yeah. That's all this is. It's all this is, but again, I don't like what, who they're going through to do it. Right. Yeah. It's a little weird. Um, given the hierarchy and how it's been built. So let's see. So we saw Daniel Bryan on the stretcher after that. Um, saw the Miz trying to escape multiple times. And <laughs> that was pretty funny. I thought the Miz was pretty good there. Yeah. Hey, you know, they're, they're doing a solid job, but then the trick or street fight with uh, Rhino and Heath <laughs> Slater versus Chad too bad and Tex Ferguson. Oh, man. So, Matt, was this all you hoped for in seeing those two in the ring? No, I wanted more. Um, <laughs> I, I just – poor Lou Gallows always gets lumped in these Halloween matches. Yeah, we were saying second year in a row that they had that. Pumpkin on his head that didn't fit his big dome last time, and now this. 
Yeah. But I'm all for Tex Ferguson and Chad too bad, by the way. He's he's a great character as well. Yeah. I did watch that second season of South Southpaw. And, yeah, I, I saw it too. I watched it all in like one sitting. Yeah. Definitely didn't think it was as good as the first. Because we I think I in my opinion, because the we weren't expecting it to be that good yeah. when we first watched it. And every episode was like, Wow, this is better and better with every episode. This is great. Yeah. Now it's like Okay, we've seen it before. It's really entertaining and really good. They're having a hard time topping themselves, but I'm still way more entertained by that show than the real deal. The <laughs> yeah, way more. Feel like with the first, they they caught these guys being goofballs on camera, and you know it seemed like they were just goofing off, and it was it was all captured. Whereas with this, it seemed like they were like, okay, now go out and be funny, and you know like they were kind of forcing. You mean in the match tonight? No, no, I'm sorry, I'm talking about South second Pod. season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they tried to cram too many people in and I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, the Daniel Bryan stuff people were like were raving about. They couldn't wait. I was like, that's not really that funny. He's he's, he's okay. <laughs> same as the Miz stuff and Yeah, same with Miz. Yeah. Anyway. Natty tangent. though. Natty was great in season two. The with as the lone women's wrestler. <laughs> yeah, no way. Okay. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's always gonna be hit or miss. Yeah. Slater and Rhino won. So, Great. yeah. Uh, as And if you're watching the show or you're just listening to it, subscribe it and you think, oh man, how could the show get any better? Well, the next segment was Elias and uh, he came out and it was interrupted by Jason Jordan. Getting a little Deja payback. vu. Deja vu. Smashing his guitar. Times three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought uh, Elias' song was pretty good. Like, <laughs> it always is. Yeah, like they've gotten way better than his time as yes. NXT. He's putting more effort into it. Yeah. Which is good. Um, after that, more buildup. So uh, real quick, Jason Jordan yeah. destroyed Elias' oh, yes. guitar. So that was the big thing. It was a, a new guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay, so more backstage with The Miz, with Axel and Dallas. They find a bag of garbage. They're trying to leave. Um... <laughs> And then after that, we had Enzo Amore and Drew Gulak in the ring. I like, okay, they're giving Drew Gulak a lot of time. Yeah. And, and he's okay. He's a good-looking kid. He, I see what the gimmick is. I'm all for characters, guys. I've said that from day one. Like, if someone has a specific character, okay, so we get what Drew's character is. You know, my wife watched it tonight. She's like, she goes, ew, when he did the, when he did the SOWFT soft gimmick. Yeah. And I'm like, hun, that's the point. He's incredibly Caucasian. He's this uppity, you know, like like a politician type, you know. It's it's, it's his character. She's like, still though, it's like that guy's not a star, Matt. That guy, like, I could kick his ass, you know. And I was like, okay, you have a good point. She says that all the time with a lot of these guys. And uh, but I think Enzo, man, just he makes looks like they make him look like even like a bigger star though. Because it's just the big drop-off in charisma between him and everybody else. I will say this. We didn't get a chance to talk about this. What, how good did freaking Davari's brother do? With, oh, last um, week? Oh, my God. I thought that was awesome. Davari's yeah. oh, new yeah. character, kind of. Yeah. What, what, what do they call himself? Uh, shoot. Something Davari. Like Dash Davari. Something weird like that. Where he did Enzo's promo. But, but he no. He was all, his hair was slicked back. Maybe it was 305 Live. Yeah, yeah, two hundred five life. Two hundred five life. Three hundred five. <laughs> Jesus, my division. Um, 
God, I'm getting old. Yeah, dude. Like seriously, that he did great. That's that should yeah. be his character. Remember, we were mm. saying, why do these guys always have to play these stereotypical racist characters? Yeah. You know, like right there, that's that's him, man. That he can pull that off, and it's not that stupid stereotype thing of, you know, the the the, the, the turban and the the, the 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 crap that's been played out from the friggin' '80s, man. Whenever they have that type of ethnic character playing that character, yeah. You know, he did great. He even got his own language. Uh, what, what language is that considered? Farsi? Farsi, yeah. He even got some Farsi lines in. I know it's not Raw we're talking about, but that's how shitty Raw was tonight, so therefore I, mean, <laughs> I am going to talk about it. He did great. I love that character. It fits. Yeah, no, he, he was awesome. I, I actually liked uh, I liked Gulak here. I, I, liked, I, normally I liked him spelling S-O-F-T. I thought that was great. <laughs> He's overdoing the, the U part, though. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, he did it really good last time. Yeah, it came up. It, it came across more as an act this time, as opposed to that's how he really is. Yeah, but is that is that PC? Is that incorrect that I'm calling him overly Caucasian? By the way, I, I think people know what you mean when you yeah. say that. I think okay. uh, I refer to him as his character is kind of like the middle manager we've all worked with in some office setting at some point, like the guy that's you know the classic overachiever, brown noser, hall monitor type. He's like Dwight from The Office. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah um but no i thought look man sometimes pairings are the key to it i mean we saw look what jericho and owens did when you pair up the right guys that play off each other well i think there could, be, and enzo, magic. There could yeah. be magic yeah mm -hmm. that was the problem with enzo and Cass. it was too much actually enzo and Cass. remember at nxt when Cass was the straight guy for a while like when enzo right. was acting spacey and yeah. Cass was the one who was like, oh, I can't believe you sometimes. Like, that was really funny. But for the most part, they played him like the same dude, and that wasn't as good. So That's I think true. Gulak, this is nice. It's a nice contrast, you know? Yeah. Um, Raw women's title match tonight, Mickey James versus Alexa Bliss. Is Mickey done or something? They just killed her, right? <laughs> that was a weird – it was a weird ending. I mean, that was yeah. a cool-looking punch, though. It wasn't a that. punch. These idiots called it a punch. Go back and watch it. It's a forearm. They, they shot it from the dumbest angle they could have. If they were trying to get that over as a punch, they outed themselves on this. On the when they went to the raw replay, uh, the, the instant replay, she it was a straight forearm. It was a quick one, but it was a straight forearm. It looked money, but they called it a punch, and they should have kept it from the original angle, not let us mm. see it again. Yeah, Mickey sold it like a, a, a million oh, yeah. bucks. Yeah, yeah, man. So, yeah, it was a weird finish. She beat her clean as a sheet, and uh, I, I, that's the end of that, I guess. Who has she got? But, no, besides Survivor Series, then what? Um, it, did I, I don't know. Long? You think they, they go to Asuka, Asuka already? Oh, yeah. What am I saying? That's right. I forgot about her. I forgot she's there. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> real quick. Beginning of the show, what's her name came out? Is she really the captain? Alicia Fox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why is she the captain? She won last week. She beat Bailey and Sasha. Oh, to be a captain on the team? Yeah. That was She did really good with that. I got it. I always get on her because she's not good sometimes, but. She was on on that promo tonight. She was really in that character. And it it kind of goes to what you, you would say with the Mistourage. is just maximizing those moments on TV. And I feel yeah. like she, she's, she's doing that. Really is. Yeah, man. So I feel bad for Mickey. I feel like they gave her... Mm -hmm. This all felt like it was leading up to something. Even talking about the seventh... You know, yeah, why are you talking time. about it? Yeah, well, it's weird. I mean, so maybe they do it. Maybe they pull the trigger on it. I think her being the one that gives the belt to Asuka makes a lot more sense than mm. it being Alexa or someone that they can 
put right back in the chase. You know, I think for this point, Mickey's career, let's give her uh, another run with it. But they don't do that. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what they think. They think of Mickey as like they thought of the Dudleys or, you know, they think of where they see him. the Hardys. Yeah, the, yeah, the Hardys now, where they see look at him as older talent that, and their job is solely to get, get the, the new talent. Tower. Does Alexa need to be more over at this point? It never hurts. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. So, I mean, the, the whole, you know, this whole thing was designed at the beginning for, you know, Alexa to go over. Right. I just think uh, it worked out better and Mickey got more over as a baby face in this role. Yeah. But, um, than she has before. That's right. Sure. Yeah, exactly. That's that. They could have, they could have taken it farther, but they see it. Which, they just see her a certain way. That sucks. Cause she's in great shape. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I don't know what else they're doing in the women's division right now. And I think once Asuka gets the belt, um, if they're keeping this undefeated streak thing going, it's going to be just as... I mean, in NXT, I feel like they got really stale because it seemed like they were never going to give it up. You know, and they didn't. They had yeah. to have her forfeit the title. Um, so so undefeated, undefeated streaks are very tricky. You've got to be yeah. very careful with that. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are times where you just want to see the person beat the other person up anyway. You know, like with Ronda Rousey, you pay to see those fights, even though you, you knew Ronda was going to win, you know, and it's just to see if it keeps going and how she does it. Cause each of her fights got bigger and bigger and bigger. And granted this real life. Yada, yada, but that's yada. this big difference though. That's a huge difference. Real yeah. life versus a worst environment. It's not about us thinking she's going to win or lose. It's going into every single match. And we, you just got done saying, you knew the outcome of Finn versus C uh, Cesaro, right? And it hurting yeah. your suspension of disbelief. What the hell's going to happen when someone's undefeated? Well, That's remember the how thing. they did, remember how they did Goldberg though, and Goldberg just got hotter and hotter. That and was hotter, back when it wasn't done before, though. We'd never seen that before. Yeah, come on, yeah. Andre. They would talk about every once in a while. I was undefeated for fourteen years, if you remember, but yeah. something like that. But like we, they never really talked about it a lot. Right. It wasn't a streak necessarily. It was, it, right. It was brand new. With Goldberg, that yeah. was something new we'd ever seen before. It was cool. That was awesome. Yeah. And with Rhonda, look what happened, how the storytelling was going on there and all the deals she had, the movie she was going to do, where she was going to play herself. She was going to do the reboot of Roadhouse, all that. And then she lost. Oh, she would have been people, great in Roadhouse. People Which turned would... on her in an instant. Yeah, they did. That's true. Yeah, but she's also a bigger star now. I mean, if she fought again, it would still be gigantic. It would yeah, be probably absolutely. the biggest UFC uh, pay-per-view of the year. Not bigger than Conor, but... Yeah, not bigger. Well, it depends who Conor's fighting. Cause, well, uh, what was she going to play in Roadhouse, though, real quick? Was she going to no, play the gonna hot nurse? No, she was going to do the Swayze role. No, she was going to play... They were uh, going to reboot it with her in the Swayze role. The hot nurse. What was her name? Uh, that was... Um, why am I blanking on She ended up being on the Housewives. Kelly Lynch was uh, the nurse. And oh, really? I believe so. Oh. Those are characters now, no real life. No, names. that was a real name. Yeah, Kelly Lynch. No, I thought it was a chick who ended up being on uh, Desperate Housewives. No, she was on... Many um, later years later. Uh, Magic City. I'll look it up. Thing. Maybe she was on Desperate Housewives. I never watched it. But uh, Yeah, but no, Rousey was going to play Dalton or the female, you know, whatever they rebooted the character yeah. as in the reboot of Roadhouse. Um, yeah. I don't know. If you've seen Rhonda's acting... She's... What the, you did not find her compelling in Entourage the movie when she uh, made that bet you with Turtle? Entourage the movie, there's was such thing. Uh, yeah, I, I saw it too. I kind of <laughs> I I liked Entourage for the first so three did I, years, season. but then I started hate watching it for the second half. Like I was like, why am I watching Entourage? It's a lot of bad acting on that show. Oh, it's so <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I probably liked it for four seasons before it. Uh, yeah. The movie was, was but awful. I still finished it. Yeah. 
Yeah, sense of completion at a certain Turtle point. and the guy who was their uh, who was the guy who was their manager that lived Oh, there. Ari Gold. No, the kid. Who oh, was... Eric E. Yeah. yeah, E and Turtle annoyed the hell out of me. <laughs> like I would have booted Turtle a million of times out of my, <laughs> my, my, my circle. You see, I didn't mind E and Turtle as much as I did Johnny Drama. Johnny Drama drove me nuts. <laughs> He, but I liked him at the beginning. He he's just one of those. His act got you know old to me. Yeah. But we're really digressing here. <laughs> That's how shitty Raw was. You guys remember when Jeremy Piven was the guest host for Raw that week and got the names wrong? Summerfest. Summerfest. <laughs> Summerfest. Oh, that was that was. I I kind of wish they bring back the guest host because at least on a night like tonight, oh. would live liven things up a little bit, you know. I would. I'm fine if you do it like once a month or something. But when they were doing it every week and they had to pander to those guys, it just drove me nuts. I hated it. Yeah. Uh, no, it was ridiculous. Um. So let's talk about segment of the night, the last segment, with Braun Strowman doing the Terminator coming out of the the garbage truck. It, it wasn't even him coming out of the garbage truck. Go back and watch it. Well, standing he, in front of it. Yeah. Lame. 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 Super lame. Everything about this was lame. I couldn't stand it. Interesting. I thought it was a little cheesy, but I Absolutely. thought so cheesy. But totally. um, but it worked. Like the crowd was going nuts for it. I mean, they were when, when Braun was out there beating the crap out of him. That's different. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the the, the introduction, the reintroduction to him. That whole thing was stupid, you know, that he got compacted in the the dumpster. It was, but then the shot of Miz and them, the Miz Taraj in the limo, that was super cheesy too. It was all horribly shot. It looked like crap. Yeah, I always hate that when they do the the inside shots and they they have like good thing they had a camera car, you know. Yeah, it takes it takes all the. all the suspension of disbelief. Yeah, exactly. Out of it. When you have the camera ready in the limo with their faces. And then they couldn't get out of the limo as soon as Pond the comes out, then they can get out just fine. Um, so that part, yeah, that part was cheesy as hell. But I did like the the beat down once they went back to, to ringside. Yeah. And Braun just came across as just a monster baby face. Oh, absolutely. Know, super, super over baby face. Something they've wanted for a long time that they haven't had. When the, crowd, when the crowd chants one more time and you keep doing it one more time. And you do it five more times. Yeah, you're the face at that point, you know? That's yeah. not a heel move. Yeah, I think I think he's officially a baby face now. So. It's looked like it in the past, like when he was run over by Roman kept coming out you know came out of that truck but i think this time they're they're going for reals he's he's booked against heels going forward so yep that's raw for halloween 2017 folks We'll see if uh, SmackDown is somehow more ridiculous tomorrow night. Yeah, I felt like they should have just made it a bigger deal that Raw attacked him. Like it was just kind of mentioned, you know, it was in the opening segment. Then that was just kind of it. And it was Raw kind of forgotten. I mean, I mean the other way around that they were attacked by SmackDown. Yeah. Like you, you remember it, again? We're going back way back, but with the NWO when they would do it, it was like the whole episode is like WCW's on alert and they're like you know waiting for him and. And uh, will they show up? And you know, it just made it, it made it feel like it was a real dangerous thing, and that that there's so it meant much realism. Th- yeah, and there was so much realism thrown in too, if you remember, because of how that invasion thing was first originally booked. Like these are yeah. guys that just got done 
riding in the same rental car together just like freaking a month ago. You know what I mean? There's no, there's no divide between SmackDown and Raw. Right. I'll never take the brand separation seriously, ever. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. It's, it's forced. It's like, oh, we got a Raw versus SmackDown pay-per-view come up. So now, now we got to do this angle. You know what's crazy is that, do you know where they really screwed the pooch with the brand extension? Is that they got rid of uh, Talking Smack. That did an amazing job between Daniel Bryan legitimately acting like he was proud of his stars on his show, same with Shane, um, versus Raw. AJ would come on and say, we're the workhorse of, you know, I'm the workhorse of the company, but this is the workhorse show. you got to be able to go and be on SmackDown. And I bought into that. I was like, yeah, they're right. The best workers are on SmackDown. You know, like there was some sort of pride there you could see trying to f- beam through. And then stupid ass Vince shuts it down. Yeah. That was so stupid. That was such a good outlet. If you're going to be serious about your brand extension, they could have really been smart to have kept it around for now because it would have came in really handy for, for talking smack with what's going on. You know, I don't know. That's the only time I really felt a little bit of believability with guys being proud to be on their show because that's a real thing. There is a real thing. When I was on SmackDown, like JBL, Eddie, Benoit especially, they were very serious about us having better shows than Raw, having yeah. better, better, better having working matches, very serious about it. And, no, and they it. did. I mean, they were kicking Raw's ass uh, quality-wise for a long time. Yeah. And I think for the fans, I honestly think my I, – I felt – I have lingering effects of this, but when Talking Smack was a thing, I legitimately felt invested in SmackDown Live. Me too. You know? Yeah. And it's not the same anymore as it once was. Yeah, you know you know what I wish they would do almost now is you drop the third hour Raw and you do a half hour, you know, beginning of before Raw and a half hour before SmackDown, like Talking Raw, Talking Smack, whatever. Raw Talk, cool. Talking Smack. And then you have like a little pre-show where you guys you have these guys come on, be themselves, kind of bring that back. Mm-hmm. And you fulfill that time requirement that USA Network has. So you still have that, you know, the same amount it of would programming be cool. each week. It, it, it make us look re- like forward to the matches, if you think about it. Yeah. Because I know that's what happens to me when the pre-show starts. But then they screw up a little bit by having like a match thrown in there. And you don't know when it's going to come on. At least when you know hour, like after the first hour is up, if we go with your plan that you're talking about. You know you're going to see action. You know what I mean? It's, right. predictable. it's predictable that it's coming up and there's something to look forward to. As it stands on the pay-per-view, it's like, okay, well, what's – oh, there's a match just being thrown out there? Oh, cool. <laughs> right. You know you got 50 minutes of crap for a 10-minute match with the pre-show. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just the social media lounge and all that kind of crap you got to sit <laughs> through to, to watch the pre-show match. Whereas All the video packages yeah. you're going to see later in the night building up the matches. I hate that. I don't like that, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, are they still doing the weird raw pre-show on the network? I don't think so. No, I, I think they stopped doing that. Connecticut. Yeah, that was never very good. Um, that always had like weird Skype issues and. Yeah, I I, I, I think I might have seen one of those. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But most profitable quarter in WWE history, folks. So that's what. What do you mean? Talk- this was the most profitable quarter in WWE history since they've been a public company. Q3. In large part due to all the budget cutbacks that they've made. Wait, so their business is doing really, really good? Is that what that means? Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, they're making more a... money out of yeah. each fan, basically. It's well, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, their TV deals, they're making way more than ever with TV. Uh, they cut down their expenses because the network, you know, you really could cut out 
a lot of stuff and just use your archive stuff, you know, archived right. footage and you got the live pay-per-views and that's really that's what drives it. it. Yeah. I mean, the, the rest is just kind of, you know, dressing. So like, don't even waste money on it. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, like on their stupid reality shows or, their, what's it? Their, their stupid joke show, whatever the hell it's called. Swerved. They stopped swerved. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I think Table for Three, though, and Ride Along are legitimately for what they are. Um, Table for Three, especially, I think, gives you that more peek behind the curtain. You feel a little more invested in their stories. Okay. And, and you got to think those aren't that expensive to produce. Anyway. No, they're not. They're absolutely right. Those You're are cheap. Paying, paying for their dinner. But and then it's they a do dashboard camera. Yeah, but then they do story time and animate that. I mean, they had to have prepaid a set amount of episodes to be doing that show. Yeah, I'm guessing we won't be seeing story time again, but we'll see. With the budget cuts, I'm sure. uh, I don't know. I mean, it's done well, but Holy Foley did well, and they didn't renew that. So, what um, what what, would you guys say about the releases? They were just released because they weren't being used. Well, Emma was being used. Emma so that, was. One was, that one was surprising. Emma uh, tonight on Twitter wrote, I feel very fortunate to have the most amazing family, friends, and fans in the world. I'm excited for the future. The best is yet to come. It just seemed out of nowhere. Um, What's the best know? yet to come? You're not with WWE anymore. Like You can't go to TNA and do better. So yeah. I don't understand. Unless she becomes a movie star. Yeah. I don't know what people say that for. What I would always stick to... When I left WWE and go to TNA, it was a big thing that I really was looking forward to legitimately was I get to let my hair down and finally be Matt Morgan. These people think I'm the stuttering goofball. Like, I can't wait to get on some sort of network TV and show them this blueprint persona I've worked on in OVW. These goofballs wouldn't let me be. Yeah. You know, that was different. You know, even though it was on a smaller show, as far as an entertainer goes, I was really looking forward to that. Yeah. And Anthem right now, you know, TNA... I mean, they've, they've released a bunch of talent. Eddie Kingston, Rockstar Spud was released, uh, Robbie E. Um, no I mean, offense. Tina, who the hell are you to release anybody? No offense. Like, <laughs> settle down. <laughs> like, seriously, you're lucky you had guys that are putting in the time. Like, Robbie E. remained loyal to you. Like, yeah. they, that's what I'm talking about, dude. They, whatever. Oh, I'm sure you're going to get a call, Matt, in like a month. They're going to be like, hey, Matt, you want to come and do nope. some taping? It goes, blow me. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's gone, but he had his issues. I don't know if if the door is closed there. He he went to rehab, so we'll see if... Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he checked himself last week, and it's uh, WWE sponsoring it. But yeah, Jeff Jarrett. Well, Jeff, what was he hooked? what's his thing? What's he hooked on? Uh, alcohol, for sure. Um, he was loaded at an indie event last week. Uh, wow. There were impact tapings where I'd hear from the production crew and... and and a couple of wrestlers were, you know, I never would have people guessed were drinking that, backstage and getting hammered. And he went way over budget for getting alcohol for a, a sketch uh, for one of the for one of the segments with LAX. And he bought all this booze for it, I guess, for TV, and then drank it. You know, oh. some of the people drank it all. So, um, I didn't yeah. Know that. Yeah, so obviously our, our best for Jeff. I, we were talking yeah. about how it felt like they were getting some momentum with him back. Yeah, I thought and, so. Uh, and now Anthem, you know, the parent company uh, with the Fight Network, the, their podcast that they've had going forever, The Law, um, two of their guys are gone, John Pollock and uh, God, who's the other guy, Jason Agnew. Hmm. So they're gone. 
and uh, the show is on a hiatus for now. So it, it's it, the TNA problems are are bleeding into their into the Fight Network apparently. How and why? Um, I think just the money, the, the money they're losing with impact, uh, they're being forced to make cuts, you know, in, oh, in their eyes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So who else got released from there? Uh, from TNA. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me, let me take a look here. Who the hell so, do they have? Rockstar spud. Um, who else? Uh, De- I mean, the, I think that's been one of the big problems with uh, Reno Scum uh, is gone. That was Jeff's guys, yeah. Taryn Terrell, she had just come back in August. She's already gone. That's interesting. Yeah, so. Yeah. Like, I'm very confused. Who do they have? Gail Kim <laughs> for, for one more show. Uh, Bobby Lashley. Um, James Storm, EC3, yeah, EC3. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just uh, I think that's one of the things that's tough with watching Impact is you don't really know what the roster is going to be after that's the next what, set of tapings. I said that dude when I went back. To, I was talking to Matt Magnus and saying because he was like, "I'm not staying for this whole time." Like I'm trying. Like he he had a handshake agreement, to my understanding, with Jeff, similar to mine, but mine was different reason, but basically like an honor system type of deal, if you will, even though we technically did, I did Ted t- technically did sign a contract with him. Um, but it was like, you could tell he wasn't going to be sticking around. And I was thinking, I was like, dude, you, like, do you see what's happening here? Like I've always dudes here. I've never seen before. I would not pay no, not no disrespect to the, some of these younger kids, but I wouldn't pay a dime to see any of them work. Cause I, I couldn't tell you who any of them were. Yeah. It wasn't being like some old grizzled, jerk vet going oh these young these 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 young whippersnappers coming in here it wasn't like that it yeah, was like just don't know who they are who are these people like they should be one half of them look like they should be pumping my gas or changing my oil i'm being serious and and, and the other half were just like they thought they were over and i was like dude like just bringing a lot of us back here like settle down get to the back of the bus um <laughs> yeah seriously it was like i didn't I, i'm not just saying to be a prick i was just very surprised all these people walk around like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? I had to keep asking masters every 10 seconds. Who's that? Who's this guy? <laughs> who's that chick? And I had no clue. And um, I'm thinking as a fan, I kept saying to Magnus, I go, what's like, as a fan, how do you get emotionally invested in people if you can't guarantee they're going to be there? Right. Like you had to have some stability. So these teenagers are like originals. There is no such thing anymore. Even when AJ and Joe and all Bobby and all them cleared out of there, you still could have gone that way with like, let's say if I stuck around myself. You know, I wasn't there from day one. I was still there long enough. Uh, uh, Magnus himself as well. Um, like you said, Storm. Um, others that, that had put in time there where people could emotionally invest in. You know you're coming back and, and were a big deal when we were there like in 08 or whatever, 09, some of our better years. Now they have, it's just like an indie company Yeah. that books new talent each, each show. I just think it's a horrible idea. You've got to stick with a certain amount of talents. And you got it. And those are the ones you showcase. You don't bring in 39 different freaking other people. And Jeff was doing that there for a while, bringing in people from Mexico. And I know it's cool to have a, an agreement with these people and showing new stars, but you got to get yours over first and then bring those types of people. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you uh, put any, any truth to the rumors about Ricochet and Tessa Blanchard going to, to impact? I think they're smarter than that. Ricochet, yeah. no way is he going there. No I way. I saw this pop up on social media over the weekend. I was like, I have to ask Raj because yeah. that sounds absurd. I bet to Tessa Blanchard I could see doing it. 
I think it's yeah. foolish because she should wait for WWE, but maybe they're not signing her. Yeah, I mean, I mean she, she was in the May Young Classic yeah, and wasn't was signed. Say, so. Like, there's okay. got to be something going on there, right? I mean, Tessa Blanchard, mm-hmm. if she wanted, I mean, it seems like they've had every opportunity to sign her now for. But they haven't. So for her yeah. to make sense, for Ricochet, this is a crazy idiotic move on his part. I don't know the guy, but I know he's super talented. I love watching his stuff. He just got to hold out a little bit longer for WWE, man. Make that big money. What is he? What is he doing WWE though? Because he, he's he's really somebody small. That can come in, okay, but he can go right in that division and he can go. That's what he can do. Yeah, you get him in there with somebody that, like uh, it sucks that Neville's not there anymore. Actually, yeah, I mean it's. I was gonna say you could put him with Neville, but this is this another screw up for Austin Aries again. Should have <laughs> let the guy work on uh, you know other parts of the show other than cruiserweights. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I mean, I'd love to see Ricochet, you know, on a high profile. I think he'd do great in NXT. I just, uh, I just think once he was, mo- he's moved to the main roster. Um, oh, though, yeah, because we've seen bigger stars that they've done this with. You're right. You know. Yeah. If he went just, to NXT, I think they have to at that point really reevaluate what NXT is supposed to be. They gotta, well, they gotta bring what's his name in too. That'd be great. What's his name? Zack Saber? Is that the guy? Who's always great matches with. Yeah, Zach uh There's Will Osprey. There's a. I think it's Osprey. Yeah. Those two, holy crap! Did you ever see that match where they worked each other? I don't know where it was. Maybe Japan, maybe England, where they still had their gear on before the bell rang, and they um, were doing all these crazy backflip moves and stuff. It was their second. There was their second time uh, wrestling each other after the first blockbuster match. It was the first one was the one that Vader criticized, yes. right? And it became a right. big thing. Yeah, it was the second one. And yeah, it's a spot fest. But as an athlete, I'm going. I can't do that. So you know what? I'm entertained to sit yeah. by it. Yeah. So it, they, they, they had their gear on, but it's something you can have anyone watch, and they would sit there and be like, "Wow, that is really cool what they're doing." Just athletically, yeah. I don't yeah. care who you are, but ring, I love ring psychology as much as the next guy. I do, and I love. I like watching. Most people don't like it, but I like watching a good big man, little man match. I do. Hmm. You know, so I'm like, you think the antithesis of the guy that would like this kind of match. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that being said, if if they are going to keep doing what they've been doing in NXT, and clearly there's more indie talent out there for <laughs> NXT to acquire, have you heard anything more about more cuts coming to the main roster, Raj, especially, oh. or the 205 Live roster? Uh, no, no, this was, this was the, because normally they're, the, the cuts are usually behind the scenes, you know, because the, the, you know, with the talent that they cut, it's not like they're saving a lot of money with that, mm. you know, between uh, Darren Young, Emma, and Summer Rae. Um, so, half a million dollars. Maybe. I mean, Summer Rae was making I'm her downside. Up. She wasn't working. Darren I'm Young. Up on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think might maybe like 300. <laughs> so. Anyway, yeah, I just uh, I haven't heard of anything else. Uh, I didn't, but I didn't hear this either. So it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it did. I had, when was the quarter over? It was uh, end of September. So this had no effect on it. Huh. No, but it could yeah. on this quarter. Yeah, um, Q four. Yeah, but they would have waited. They would have waited to the end to, to make the the dividends pay off because they would have known the exact number they needed to hit. Hence, releasing who they needed to release to make the difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't just shoot shit can three people that don't make much money for the yeah. for a, a potential hopeful fourth good quarter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you hire lot- somebody who's making a lot of money is who you fire. Yeah. So uh, raw locker room when you're working that Christmas show, don't bitch backstage. This is, you know. <laughs> what do you mean? Raw's running on Christmas this year, right? Yeah. I'm, Jeff Jeff Hardy's wife was not happy about that, and 
What'd she say? Uh, she just, I, I'm forgetting exactly what it was, but she tweeted something. I think Rebby tweeted something too. Um, well, I mean, shoot, your mother, your mother, mother, what, two children he's got now? Yeah. yeah. You know, just being a hell of a dad and now he's back on the road. Like, I don't blame her. Yeah, no, I, I don't blame any of the talent, you know, having to work Christmas. That's a crappy deal. That's horrible. Especially not- you can tape. The ratings for the tape shows, they're taping next week. It's going to be taped, you know, for the people in the U.S. And it, you're going to see the rating is not going to be that much different. Raw is being taped? Yeah, because they'll be in wow. the U.K. Uh, huh. So... It's like a seven hour. So they're doing Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. This sucks is what I'm talent. talking about. This is, yeah, it does suck with talent. And also it hurts them. This is where injuries happen, man, is when you overwork talent. Same for years, there needs to be an off season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, they've, and they've got the roster, right? I mean, especially do a couple more NXT call-ups and you could really rotate people in and out to where it would be welcome breaks. You know, the fresh is a character. Yes, that's where you develop. It's actually not when you're wrestling is what I found. It's when I had time, time off. Okay, my ring timing would be off for sure when I'd come back after extended stay. I only had one extended stay ever. That was because I went, I had something like I was, I think I was on like the seventh most. Somebody told me like a TNA when it was time for, I think it was Bischoff or somebody when they were trying to like rationalize with me on what a great idea it would be for me to take some time off away from TV for the first time since I've been with them. And I agreed with it, you know. Uh, my character had gotten a little stale. And part of you gets nervous about it, too, though, because you always want to be on TV as much as possible. But w- they were just trying to, I don't know if they were sugarcoating it or what, but they're like, you, you know, at the time, I had the like, seventh most matches, at a, you know, on that, in, that, in that company, including pay-per-views, TVs, everything. They, they, they really oversaturated me with matches, which they shouldn't have done. You don't do that with your giant, but they did. And so it was a welcome time off. And I had all this time to think of something new and cool to do. And I was trying to create this new character. And then we did the idea with Hulk wanting me to steal his robe and uh, go that route <laughs> instead. Which, yeah, anytime Hulk wants to be a part of a storyline, I'm like a little kid in the candy store being excited. <laughs> but the other half of me is going, ah, oh, there's a pretty cool persona. That this, you know, that would have added a cool wrinkle to my character. But that's why I was growing my beard out. My beard was like humongous. And, and it was before anyone else was really growing their stuff out, you know, before it was right around Daniel was growing his out, actually, Brian. But like Eric had, Eric Young hadn't done it yet. There was no Wyatt's yet. And it would have been cool. But uh, yeah, we went with this other stuff instead. Now and everyone I, has a beard. Now everyone. Yeah, you're not different by having one. I can't think of anyone that's clean shaven right now in Raw. Yeah, Maybe Brock Lesnar. That, that's <laughs> like everyone, th- everyone thinks that that's the way to go. Like I remember TNA writers were telling every talent. <laughs> you know, you know, you should grow some facial hair. Grow, grow your beard out. It'll change your look. There's a million other ways to change your look. How about you do some friggin' writing and you create a different persona with your pen? <laughs> like, why don't we try that one for once instead of putting it all the onus on the talent? Yes, the talent's got to get himself over herself over for sure. Why not help them though? Get to know them. Sit down at lunch with them. Pick their brain. You might find a lot of different things out about people. Abyss, great dude. But like, there's a part of him who's very like when I first got there was very insecure he'd ask everybody in the world hey hey you mad at me hey you mad at me like you don't want to make your monster to a joke for sure but that's just the example i'm using of who these people are in real life and how to key into that mm. you know and make them maybe new personas especially like the undercard of talents that you guys think of in a certain light you know if you these writers sit down with these people or take a ride with them on a road or one loop and get to know them like bobby root if you did a loop of bobby root i'm telling you right now you would have gotten to that beer money tag team years before that yeah. than what they came up with. It's cool, man. 
Uh, one last thing we didn't touch on this week. I know we've been all over the place, folks. Appreciate everyone hanging with us for a bit of a looser wrestling Inc. podcast tonight. But of the names that's going to be at Raw's 25th anniversary, The Undertaker making his first appearance at that point, it'll have been almost a year. Was somebody bitching in the chat room that we're not talking about crappy oh, ass no. Raw? No, no, no. I, I was thinking, <laughs> no, I was actually, looking at what we have. No one's, no one's complaining yeah, in the chat Matt, room. Everyone's saying, Matt, we know people that watch this podcast, and I talked about this Wednesday, I am shocked the messages I get from people that may, they're going, oh my God, it's my favorite podcast. I love how you guys talk about the show, but you talk about all this other stuff. Our audience is hanging yeah. with us, man, especially at cool. this point into it. We know they're there. I'm just looking at my yeah, notes the, and thinking, what didn't we touch upon tonight? The and number of like, viewers watching right now is actually the highest so far since the start of the start tonight. So, yeah, which is huh. good. You yeah, know, good. Hang they're they're, the hang, they're staying they're staying with even though we went a little long tonight. No, but I was looking at my notes. I was thinking we have to address that because I know Justin Labar last week on this very podcast made the proclamation that he believes the Undertaker is not done yet in the ring, which. I'm a bit shocked by that prediction. I don't think anyone looked at him at Mania and thought, oh, yeah, this guy's got a couple more matches in him. Uh, that really? very much felt like his last match. But uh, I'm well, That's his prediction. It his wasn't, prediction. Uh, yeah. yeah. But I've, I've not heard that prediction really. That is not a popular prediction. I think the rest Why? of us are thinking. None of us think about it. But if you asked me yeah. that, I would have told you I could see Taker wrestling another two matches. Really? Yes. I think he's done. After seeing how if, bad he looked he in that Roman to, Reigns if, match. If he had to, he could. If he, yeah, sure. yeah. He's the dead man. Like he, his magical powers and crap. He could shoot electricity out of his ass. I think he can do all these cool things. Like, like and he would need it. He had, but he, but he doesn't do that. He still tries to work like a, you know, a main <laughs> event match. You know, like true. he he tries to do all his stuff and and uh, yeah, I think that uh, he with the match with Roman, it really showed that he's he can't really do it much anymore. But, you know, then again, I wouldn't be shocked to see him wrestle one more time. I wouldn't. I, I feel like it's just we're getting to that uncomfortable level. It's like Mickey Rourke and the wrestler. Like, okay, <laughs> this is really like I'm respect. But at the same time, it just gets to a certain point where you think about their heyday and where they're at now. I don't know, aging the passage yeah. of time. It kind of bums you out a little bit to see them not be able to perform at the level they once. Yes, that's true. Yeah. You know. I mean, I, I, I've always wanted to see that match with Cena, but I don't think that's going to happen. And it won't be what it could have been. Yeah. yeah. Uh, real quick, Nikki Bella was eliminated from Dancing with the Stars oh, wow. for anyone that cares about that. I don't care. And I don't care, watching but I'm this show, You better not care. Glenn, of course you care. No, I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> I would have thought she just had a lock on the votes and winning. I've watched one episode of Dancing with the Stars ever, thank you, and it was when Adam Carolla was on because I was curious I don't believe you. how that was going to go. He saw Adam Carolla, but not Chris Jericho. I watched uh, Jericho's actually. I did. Oh, see, well, there you go. You probably watched as much as I have, Matt. I watched um, more. I watched this whole season. Yeah. That he was on. It's, it's you know, I like a lot of bad reality TV, but that's not really no, that's not really my my flavor. Not really my thing. It's a little too uh, hoity. Too what? Oh, really, theater boy? <laughs> Hamilton is hip, man. You know, I like kind of the hip. Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton's we, we a hot, the yeah. hot. It's the hip hop musical about the founding of this country, about Alexander Hamilton and the founding fathers, but with mostly told in. Why? 
I've, I yeah. love that Matt does not believe. This is what you said a year ago. You're like, I don't believe this is a thing. Matt, this thing won like all the Tony Awards the year it came out. Does um, anybody sold care out. about Tony Awards? Can no, but it sold out for years. You have to buy tickets years in advance. Yeah. yeah, great, good story. How about this one? Anyone in the, the the caller room, whatever the hell it's called, where people could type in and say, "Hey, this show sucks." <laughs> well, whatever that's called, the chat room. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Does anybody pay attention who wins Tony Awards? If you do, I demand you get off the show never well, what's the, what's the biggest tony award what's like their main the last award that goes play on? of the it's like show of the year all right so yeah. but it got that the grammys i mean it's 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 a culture it's a big cultural thing i'm not just saying this like it's a critical thing it's a big cultural yeah. thing i'm so, i'm actually surprised you don't know about it matt because uh it's it's pretty no it's, I'm it's not <laughs> it's you know how some things leak into the main it's like with wrestling wrestling stuff leaks into the mainstream everyone knows who john cena is everybody knows here's the thing here's the problem unless yeah. it's online i'm not gonna see it because i only watch my fire stick ah gotcha mm. i don't watch real tv actually i do i watch batman i take that back uh, oh gotham not the love, old adam west series right I, well, that's very i do watch that too though mm -hmm. um on my fire stick um <laughs> i love uh yeah gotham love that show well there you go no kirby enthusiasm is back so you should check that out is it new? It's yeah, new. yeah, the new season. Really? Yeah, back after however many years. Like wow. Years. So yeah. it's like that and Maybe Walking Dead for it. me. Yeah. yeah, Walking Dead's pretty good too. You're right, but you know I'm very behind in it. I'm a whole season behind on Walking Dead. I mm -hmm. went on hiatus. Last season kind of sucked. I was supposed to have this. Okay, I'll tell you guys this right now. What's the dude's name? That 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 the big uh, like the kind of big redneck country guy with the red hair. Remember him? Oh, on Walking Dead with the, yeah. the Hulk Hogan mustache? Yes. I was I I auditioned for that part and I was all but told that was mine, I swear to you. So like I got like bitchy about it and then refused to watch it because I didn't get it. <laughs> I'm a little bitch about it. I swear to God. Man, that's that's an article going up. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. I swear to you. I was at my brother's house in Boston, supposed to be there for the holidays, and I didn't pay attention to anybody because I was doing nothing but memorize my scripts. And then the last second they pulled the carpet out from underneath me. Yeah. <laughs> what could have been? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, you're not missing much. This current season, that the, the opener was good. I heard the last episode wasn't great, but I'm going to watch it anyway. But um, anyway. I would say about Kirby Enthusiasm, I think I might be mature enough to appreciate it because I tried it when it first came out and I could not get into it. I love Seinfeld. I was oh. told if I love Seinfeld, I would love this. But you I got to give it time. Well, it's not everyone's cup of tea. My wife gets annoyed watching that just because. Does she like Seinfeld? She yeah, she's oh, she, that's like her favorite show. Yeah, me too. I love it. I think he gets on her nerves too much, but but uh, isn't he Costanza? Yeah, yeah, he was the basis. Yeah, does yeah. he kind of play like that character? Yeah, oh, but but even more so. But way more, yeah, yeah, even worse. But it, he's it's hilarious. Uh, I'm gonna try it tonight. Yeah. There is uh, too much good TV right now, which is where I think the WWE each week. Right. It's actually amazing when you compare. I mean, I just watched all the Stranger Things season two this week. Same here. Yeah, but you watch that and you go to watching Raw and you're just kind of like, oh man, what am I doing with my life and my time? I, if I wasn't on this podcast, I swear to you guys, I'd be watching something else. There's no way I'd watch this. Yeah. Yeah. But when wrestling is good. It's really, really good. It just I mean, there's an I'm, angle I, I'll watch. Yeah. Right. If AJ is at the top and he's wrestling, let's say, let's say Seth Rollins or Finn, I'm tuning in. You know, uh, yeah. I'll watch. Yeah, when when wrestling does something hot, it, there's nothing better. But it's just nothing. so few and far in between lately. It's just too too scripted. You know, yeah. they, there's just not that organic feeling at all. And I'd I'd love to see more of that. 
But I was thinking about that the other day. I was like in the Starbucks parking lot, and I had this epiphany while I was walking to my car, where I was just like, is it the wrestling is actually good, or is that it's so terrible <coughs> most of the time that when it's just halfway decent, we we pop for it. We I pop for it so big. That's a good question. Egg, you know? When I go back and watch, like, you know, when you watch like Hulk Hogan turning heel, and you see the how angry the crowd was, and just how real that moment was. I mean, it was plan you know that he was going to turn heel but just how upset people got and how much of it made a difference you don't see that stuff anymore. you know something i'm dying to say about that real quick guys i'm off track here but the attitude era as a whole mm-hmm. one of the reasons yeah everyone was had, had experience and they like Val Venus had already been working for 12 years on the indies like everyone had D'Lo Brown all these guys had tons of experience and were about to be exposed to a national audience and became huge stars like we always talk about how everyone had a storyline that was something Vince Russo did that was really good Make sure everybody had a compelling storyline, top to bottom. But one of the things we keep forgetting is the cat was let out of the bag right around that time that wrestling was a work as far as it's sports entertainment now, mm-hmm. right? So what was very hot that we don't pay attention to when we think back in the Attitude Era was now guys are using real names. So they had that element of realness. They actually sprinkled back in when they just got done saying this is a work. So there was causing us constantly to question, hey, was that real? Maybe yeah. that was phony, but that was real, right? Mm. Th- th- they had that element because they had just went the other route with, hey, this is a work. Now we have years and years and years of telling everybody that freaking cat is not only out of the bag, but it's dead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's so hard. That's why they, we don't, they don't take that into account with today's guys and saying, well, these guys don't go to get themselves over. They're not big stars. It's different. They don't have that element that, you know, a Steve Austin flipping the bird for the first time that we've never seen before has happened, right? Uh, this attitude of these guys using their real names and sprinkling this little bit of reality thrown in there every once in a while because this guy's not being called Kevin Nash. Wait a minute. That's these. Wait, we have to call him Kevin Nash now because that's his real name. And there was something real about all that stuff that we will never have again. Yeah, and then real stuff. You know, you also had the Montreal screw job, which was real. So you, yeah, you, oh you know, God, it, yeah. it was popping up here and there. Where, so when the Mike Tyson, Steve Austin thing happened, I remember watching that, being like, "Whoa, does, was yeah, that?" Me too. You know, I was watching that. It was cool. Yeah. Wrestling with Shadows. When that came out, I, I was just like, not I only was that the best that. documentary yes, I'd ever seen, was. I was like, that's Same one here. of the best movies I've ever seen. Same here. Yeah. Yep. That was awesome. I've watched that like thirty thousand times. I'll even watch Beyond the Mat a million times too. Yeah. Yeah. And wrestling with shadows every like five years they come up with like new scenes that weren't included yeah. so i'm like rewatch yeah. it <laughs> brett's got another thought about this we got a new interview <laughs> brett's, got someone bits. Yeah. brett's got to cry about somebody else <laughs> but right. i feel like, eric no. do you guys hear eric talk about that by the way how, oh yeah how he's he hits it on the head actually brett seems always gotta be pissed at somebody yeah he's always gotta have this, this lifelong feud with somebody then they make up and then it's somebody brand new hmm weird yeah yeah after he moved on from wwe and vince then it's been eric bischoff for no real reason um (laughs) you know i mean eric didn't do anything i mean his career sucked in wcw but um he 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 was you know he was to blame for a lot of it he never looked like that same guy he looked uh just no just devastated after montreal like he just couldn't go get over it, that. It, but he also didn't fit in with like the NWO and crap. There was nothing cool about Brett. No offense to Brett. Yeah. There's nothing cool about him. I never got the oh badass Brett Hart here, and now he's in NWO. Like yeah. Virgil was a freaking better fit. 
<laughs> but Shawn Michaels would have been awesome. was horrible. He, Shawn he Michaels would have been awesome fit. Like if you if you yeah. switch those two, like Brett was more WWF at that time, and Shawn was that kind True. of kind of fit more. But yeah, wow, we we went way long tonight. <laughs> Hey, cheap plug time. Everybody, please go to Matt Morgan for Longwood um, Facebook. Uh, it's a new Facebook page that uh, a supporter of mine opened. Trying to get as many likes and followers on there as possible, obviously. And it's nothing about – it's nothing except uh, my political run here for commissioner. So you wrestling fans want to talk about wrestling, then, yeah, it's going to suck for you to watch, but I need your support. Um, also, please go to uh, Matt Morgan, F-O-R, Longwood.com, and um, – you could uh, donate some money to my campaign if you feel so inclined. Also, way more importantly, you guys should be going to yournutritionalblueprint.com. I just opened up a 90-day total body challenge competition where whoever makes the most drastic, severe change to their physique, we're going to fly you in here to Disney, first-class accommodations, first-class hotel, first-class Disney even with that uh, fast pass for you and one other person. You're also going to get a gym bag full of $1,000 and over 5% nutrition uh, supplements and products. And you're also going to have a private meet and greet with me, which is just my excuse to take you to Samurai Sushi so I can pick out. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, guys, that's a huge, huge first place prize. And uh, we need 50 contestants in order to start this thing. So before you guys say, well, direct message to me and things like that, um, make sure this is something you really want to do. The, the, the way the deal works is you need to be eating our, our, our food prep service, which is just $6 per meal. It's the cheapest in the market. And for you just need to have average of three meals a day from us. So that's 18 bucks basically per day. That's nothing. I spend half of that when I want to eat like Captain Fatass on my lunch break. I spent 11 bucks on, on an RB sandwich meal once. Like 11 bucks for, for uh, I, got, I got ripped off for a market fresh sandwich <laughs> with a large Mountain Dew and large fries. 11 bucks. So like right there, that's, our, that's almost 18 right there. So guys, sign up. It's three meals per day. You can do this by being part of this competition by just simply emailing. Um, info at yournutritionalblueprint.com. Info at yournutritionalblueprint.com. Let us know you want to sign up. And uh, November 17th, we're off and running once we hit 50 people. We've got like another spot, I think, for like six more people, it's my understanding, as of yesterday. So uh, sign up and let's literally make a challenge. Like, like even if you don't win first place, you're going to change your life. When you're in shape, everything is better, I'm telling you. So why wait for a New Year's resolution? Come into freaking Christmas, shredded, jacked, bigger, leaner, whatever it is that you do to make the biggest challenge, uh, difference in your uh, physique, you know, it's, it's going to be well worth it, you know? So, yeah, that's, that's, that's my uh, cheap plugs for tonight. Awesome, man. And, and is the election, is that next oh, week? Oh, jeez. Yeah, November 7th. We'll have, we'll have one more episode here before, yeah. You think you'll be able to make it next week? Uh, we can, we can I, talk I, off the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. All right. Cool, well, um, yeah. So, Barn Burner of a Wrestling Inc. podcast, folks, tonight. Thanks for hanging with us. Um, I bet you, you this know, will be one of the better ones, seriously. Well, hey, man, when we get loose, you know, that's, that's when I think the show really shines. <laughs> so, uh, you, know, you know all our Twitters. You know all the info, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and joining us. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. We'll be back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, to talk about SmackDown Live. See you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.